0: Today on episode 105 of the Home of Play podcast, we discuss our opinions of Sony's latest state of play. Sony's colorful PS5 DualSense controllers include a hidden design change, and a God of War TV series from the Expanse's creators is reportedly in the works. All that and much more.
1: Let's get some of that intro. Monday and welcome home everyone welcome back to episode 105 of the home of play podcast where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in playstation rumors news reviews and that is because we're the true playstation fans i'm your host steven with me i'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself christopher hello hello the home of play podcast is a self-support podcast we don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here this allows us to bring you the playstation news that you actually need or want to know all of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the Seven Doors about the show, and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, it's all because you love gaming homies, helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast, at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone private while we discuss Sony's recent state of play. On today's episode, we have not so much news, Um, another quiet week yet again, but, you know, me and Chris are masters of inflating things that don't need to be inflated. So before we get to all that little bit of news, we're going to talk about what we did last week, and like usual, we're going to start with Chris. Chris, how was your gaming week last week? I
0: wish it was more eventful, but it was a pretty quiet week, Uh, just busy with work, and then... When I wasn't working, I didn't feel like doing anything, so I ended up just watching streamers. <laughs> so, um, the big big ones that I played are pretty much the same that we were always playing. Uh, Lost Ark played a lot of that. Um, not, I didn't get much further in Lost Ark, or maybe I'm mostly just signing on to do my dailies, and then p- I'm getting, I'm progressing a little bit, but hit a little bit of a wall with some of my honing my gear to a higher tier, but uh, getting close, getting close to the next section of the game there. Uh, Other than that console played a little bit more cyberpunk. I've gotten a little bit closer to Where I ended off on the PlayStation 4 version I didn't play very far into the PlayStation 4 version, but before I said whoa I'm not gonna play this anymore until the next version comes out So I'm getting a little closer to where I was Um, Having a good time with it I've had it glitch on me twice where the game totally just locked up on me I think it doesn't like being put in rest mode at least that's my theory so I have to like kill the game completely, which might be a similar story that you'll hear after my, after what I'm done talking. But uh, other than that, played a little more Elden Ring, uh, did a couple more side bosses, which is funny because I still talk to you and it's like, I didn't see those bosses or I didn't see that. One of my other buddies was talking that he found a, a talking bush like early on in the game. And I'm like, I don't think we found that. So I was like, I'm like, is he just going crazy or did we just legit miss that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the game wouldn't surprise me either way. So, keep it's nice hearing other people's stories, and they're not all carbon copies of the same thing. Even though I mean, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the game. It, it, here's my like, just flat opinion. It's not a perfect game by any means. The ten seems a little overdone. I don't think it's a ten. Me, I I kind of want to give it like maybe. The fan in me wants to give it a 9, but I I really think it's maybe closer to an 8. But I, I'm definitely up there. 8, 9, 10. I could understand it, but there's definitely some issues and balancing issues. All the stories we're hearing about people just doing magic builds and flying through the whole game. There's some mechanics that are a little bit easier. Um, I haven't fought too many like main bosses, but all a lot of the mini bosses, I'm not finding memorable. Like they're they're interesting and they usually have different mechanics, which is nice. But like I can in the other Dark Souls games, I can like I know every boss in my head. And it's like I didn't even play those games that much, but they were they were memorable. I don't know if you're having that same sense, but some of the mini bosses like a giant bear. It's like Yeah. It's 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 fun fight, but it's not something that I'm gonna remember if I play on the second playthrough type thing. So but overall it's definitely a really good game. Probably a nine out of ten for me, which is probably in the back of your mind. You're like, "What did you give Final Fantasy 7? <laughs> but well, we, you we did just her.
1: you did just say you'd give it an eight, and now you're saying you give it a nine. Uh, the I'm fan very in confused. me wants to give it the nine,
0: but there there are issues. That's the problem. Is like just the balancing, and the I I find some stuff is some people might be it's like easy. Like, a lot, I hear the stories about the jellyfish makes the bosses way easier, and I've, I'll i be honest, I use it almost every time, and people could say, well, don't use that, but, I mean, it's in the game, it's a mechanic, so I'm going to use it if I want to try it, so, I don't know. Uh, having a lot of fun with it, though, so, yeah, I'll say, uh, n- the fan in me will beat it, and I'll get a nine, but other than that, I oh, a little bit more of the division, but just a tiny bit. Still, those are pretty much the same ones I have in rotation right now, so. How about yourself? What have you been up to?
1: So my week was a complicated week. It started with a lot of issues. I was having PlayStation 5 issues. I thought my PlayStation 5 was on the verge of dying. Um, a couple of times, it w- I would start my PlayStation, and it would tell me it's restoring the database, or I can't remember the exact terminology, uh, but it wasn't good. It's basically the same issue you get if you had a power outage, and it was kind of mad at you and telling you, That you didn't turn it off properly couldn't figure out what was going on um and then it got even worse uh i went to turn on by touching the controller like you know most normal human beings and it wouldn't turn on whatsoever the the controller would just flash a couple times and you know no progress so i'd literally have to go touch the power button a few times for some reason and then it would finally reluctantly turn on and After you found then, the
0: pl- found the power button <laughs> <'Cause>,
1: <laughs> did i guess between power button and disc eject button yes i did but uh you know we do a little <laughs> i just hit both of them multiple times sometimes it feels uh,
0: like the, you know when you're putting a usb something plugging a usb device in you put it in the right way the first time but it doesn't actually oh, go in and then you flip yes. it <laughs> it's, it's the same thing pushing these buttons you think you press the right button it's never the right button
1: there's a hundred percent the reason why USB C came into fruition, yeah. um, it's because of that. Because yeah. for whatever reason, tr- traditional USB A never went in the right way the first time. No, always the any third sense. time. <laughs> um. So anyway, was having those issues, couldn't figure it out. I thought my PlayStation was on the verge of dying. Uh, was very concerned, and yeah, it turned out to be Elden Ring. Uh, through some tests basically i have to fully close elden ring you can't just sign out of your character or at least for me anyway i shouldn't speak for everyone and i literally have to go to the game switcher go to elden ring click on it turn or close game uh then rest mode works and i mean it was literally hurting my playstation ways i can't even understand like it would go into rest mode but it wouldn't charge anything and then very shortly after i guess when i'd be going to bed it'd just be crashing my system And it would completely get knocked out of rest mode and just shut down. So very interesting error. Clearly something you're kind of experiencing. I don't know. It just gives me some concern. It's like, why are these new games? Like, you know, we've I haven't had any issues with rest mode before. Um, So now I guess I it sucks, but I kind of feel like I should just be always closing my games now just out of safety. Um, And then the other thing that happened this week. Was uh I finally became a, a victim to the controller drift issues that we've heard about, and I've never had this before. I mean a microscopic amount I've experienced on a three sixty controller on my PC, but never enough to like that really affect me that much. Um but this was horrendous. Uh you know, trying to play Elden Ring, it's very strategic and methodical in your movements, and I can't afford for it to just have like walk my character off a ledge. So I had to go buy a new controller. I'm not too upset because I always wanted a black controller to match the black plates we got for our PlayStation 5s. So now I feel like I have the full set. Everything's black like the PlayStation should have been in the first place. Um, So I guess it's kind of like a win-lose. But either way, controller shifts, no joke. Uh, (laughs) I feel uh, I'm definitely terrified. I don't want it to happen anymore. Uh, I've never had a controller do this before like I said to this level so uh eye opening experience nonetheless but in actual gaming all my time dedicated Elden Ring I was kind of hard on it last week I didn't mean to be I just think I I spent more time on the the cons than I did the pros even though I did try to like iterate that the there were more pros than cons um this week I hopefully I can rectify all that and just say Oh my God. Am I having a great time? Um, this might be, this is definitely in my top five of all time, but I am, I feel solid in saying this is probably the best open world game I've ever played. Um, that I think I can make the statement now. Um, I've never gotten a sense of exploration like I have in this game. It's just not everything's meaningful. Like I, I do like echo some of the thing, the points you made, Chris, where you are fighting some of the same bosses multiple times, like mini bosses, I should say. And you come across some of the same things every once in a while. Um, One thing I thought was a little lazy is like certain bosses, they just multiply later. And then they're like, oh, see, isn't it harder? There's more of them. And I'm like, yeah, that's not really clever, but in their defense, there's just so much to cover in this game. And there's so much to find that I understand that they couldn't possibly make every boss memorable and every boss unique because i mean there must be i i honestly i couldn't even count how many technical boss encounters you could technically find if you looked so i'm like okay i'm going to be a little more lenient because honestly I, I heard someone make the criticism that like oh there's a lot of recycled enemy types and i'm like yeah look how big the world is and name me one game that has as many as this, even with recycling some of these character ty- or uh, enemy models. I'm like, it still has more than any other game I know. Like, you know, compared to Breath of the Wild, uh, Breath of the Wild recycled. Like, I I feel like in 20 hours, maybe t- over 20 hours played in Breath of the Wild, I came across the same enemy types like all the time. And then they would try to like, oh well, here's a skeletal version of yeah, that enemy type. Color. And I'm like, okay. Yes. And I'm like, okay, like so no really you can't make the criticisms because there's other games that just that do it way worse. Um and yeah, like I don't know, man. I, I'm loving this game. The, the the side quests the NPCs, like all the neat things that I find out after the fact, different ways of progressing that you can find like I found a video online of a thing I've already done. And then in watching the video, I was like, oh my gosh, it tells you like all this other stuff I wish I would have known. And I'm like, and it's all because me being lazy and not want to talk to certain NPCs and oh man, like there's just so many cool aspects to this game that I love not being ha- like I don't want every game to be like Elden Ring, but like in this experience, I'm very happy not being like having my hand held and mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I I just, I love this game. Um, I love the customization, you know, me and Curtis are trying different builds. Uh, he's definitely leaning more into sorcery and it is definitely making him slightly OP, but you know, he can still be like, he hasn't put enough points into vigor. So he's very squishy, much like your, your own character, you know, one hit kills. So Curtis is definitely not immortal. And even myself, uh, I'm an interesting build of like dual Katana, intelligence and i'm doing mass damage but i'm also getting that bleed bonus because of the two katanas it's sick um i'm not impervious to damage clearly i I still die a lot but man can if i do things the right way i can do some sick damage and at least currently where i'm in the game i know it's going to get harder again uh it's a very weird game in difficulty spikes like i feel like this game could be one of the hardest at the very start and then you get into this nice rhythm and then I feel like it actually gets easier for a while and you start to get overconfident and then it just ramps right back up. (laughs) So I'm a little worried about that next ramp, but whatever, there's some challenges, um, definitely my horizon that I'm looking down, but uh, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about Elden ring. Uh, it it was worth the wait. I guess that's, you know, that's good. I don't like putting a number on things. Typically I do like the 5-point system, so I still I'm going to stand by my, my 4 out of 5. Um, but I don't give anything like a perfect score. Um It's hard. It's Yeah. But this is definitely if if this isn't my top game of all time, uh it, it's only behind God of War. I I feel like I'm still undecided and I haven't beat Elden Ring. So who knows, I could get to the end and, you know, all these bosses I hear people complain about. Maybe it will sour my opinion, but hey, for now, I'm having a great time. It was worth the buy, and I'm just happy other people are finally, ex- finally experiencing these games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many people on my friends list that have never, I've never seen them touch a Souls game before. Same. And they're just there, right? Yeah, they're
0: trying it out.
1: Yeah. I will admit, though, there is
0: one boss I've encountered that I have not been able to beat. I tried a couple times, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's like, I can't summon the jellyfish to help. I can't beat this guy. <laughs> so mm. I might have to pull you in for that one. But it's some gladiator, dude. It's one of those um, those areas like have like rings or something you could stand in. And then you could kind of teleport to like an alternate version of the world and fight a boss. I have not been able to beat this guy. I'm like, whatever. I'm walking away for now.
1: Oh, I, I already know who you're talking about. And uh, yeah, you can't summon friends for those. Oh, you can't? Oh, no. Well. Those kind of battles are like basically skill tests and yeah yeah, he's ridiculous
0: yeah i i I tried a couple times and i'm like yeah i'll do this in another day
1: (laughs) but yeah otherwise that was my entire week in gaming summed up elden ring uh every moment free moment i had i dedicated to that game Nice, and it was i don't know there's so many cool things we found and i played a lot with curtis last wednesday and We just had a good time. Uh, Again, both of our builds were somewhat similar, but kind of different. And we complement each other in different ways. As long as as long as I keep aggression, he's got this stupid sorcery, man. Like it it just does sick damage. Um, But I got to like do my part, distract and try to keep him still. And then Curtis is just a monster. Um, So, you know, some fights almost felt like we were cheesing the boss. But uh, whatever. Again, we're just finding our own fun. And those invasions, man, did we make some people regret that decision? Oh man, there is one in particular I gotta show you, and you know what? a shout out to the PlayStation app because I'm hundred percent using that feature now where the videos are going directly to my phone, oh awesome. so I was going to I was going to work and showing people exactly what I was talking about because I saved some of those invasions because I knew they were hilarious. Cool. Uh, specifically one that I want to tell you after recording because I don't want to spoil it for anyone um but it's just hilarious, and uh yeah, just. I, I don't, know. there's so many, I can't even get to all of them because my brain's so scattered about all the different things I'm finding enjoyable about this game. But yeah, you know, invasions is one of them. The multiplayer aspect, I don't know, quest, story, art style is amazing. All the customization in this game. All I can say is like, this has got to be the best month in gaming we've had in probably two, three years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been a while. Um, huh? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just so happy to finally be here.
0: And we still have Ghostwire Tokyo.
1: (laughs) He's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. (laughs) So anyway, that's kind of my whole week in gaming. Uh, I guess it's about time we actually get into uh, the news. The news. The news. The The news. news. So our first news article is PlayStation suspends all sales and shipments in Russia in support of Ukraine. This one comes from Game Informer. Um, I'm going to just note here that you know i talk about a lot but uh traditionally i don't like to do political news but i think this is pretty sizable um so i'm going to keep everything as centralized as humanly possible i'm not going to talk about personal opinion i'm just going to give you facts what's happening and i think we're just going to move on um i think that's the nicest way of doing it I, I you know if anyone's wondering i just feel like a lot of the world's very decentralized currently and that's why i like to stay out of politics because i think having a conversation is the most important thing and when people find that they can't even talk anymore uh i think that's the biggest problem so yeah i just try to stay out of politics altogether
0: and it's like how informed are we too right it's not like i go and and try to research it and all that kind of stuff so
1: i think that's another great point um yeah i never feel i don't feel like i'm educated enough and i don't have the authority to talk about most of this stuff um so anyway let's get into it sony interactive entertainment has announced that it is suspending all sales and shipments of both hardware and digital goods in russia amidst the ongoing invasion of ukraine join the likes of microsoft and nintendo and dozens of other studios and publishers who have done the same playstation is showing its support for ukraine by effectively cutting russia off from its services and titles sie called for peace in ukraine in a statement to the verge alongside this news in quotes sony interactive entertainment joins the global community in calling for peace in ukraine the spokesperson said we have suspended all software and hardware shipments the launch of gran turismo 7 and operations of the PlayStation Store in Russia. This spokesperson also said that Sony announced a $2 million donation to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the NGO Save the Children to support those affected by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So like I said, not much more to add there, but that's the facts. And uh, I think we'll just move on. Former
0: Ghostwire Tokyo creative director reveals her new studio, Unseen. This comes from VGC. Former Ghostwire Tokyo creative director Akumi Nakamura has formally revealed her new studio Unseen. Nakamura rose to prominence in June 2019 following her passionate and warmly received Ghostwire Tokyo presentation at publisher Bethesda's E3 press conference, but she left Tango just three months later. She later revealed that the pressure of her working life there was negatively impacting her health. Nakamura also discusses how the new studio, which consists of developers from around the world, will create its games in a new way.
1: So I summarized that article quite a bit, but, you know, it goes on. It kind of feels like it's rambling at one point reading the article. But, you know, she kind of just goes on and saying that she wants multiple people from different parts of the planet all working together. Uh, Her Japan studio will kind of be a central hub for them and uh you know not much to talk about here it's just another game studio announcement uh but we don't know about anything creatively um you know she did kind of specify pandemic uh pressures at her job why she leaving tango or why she did leave tango and uh yeah there's not a lot here Uh, i will note though like if anyone's curious about her history uh she, you know one of the first games she worked on is capcom's uh akami uh she worked on bayonetta uh this this is where it gets a little like where i i lose some interest in her career because you know she apparently worked on scalebound at platinum games uh the game that has been was canceled by microsoft uh then she finally started working with tango and she worked on the evil within evil within two and then ghostwire tokyo the you know the last four titles i named uh I, I don't feel, you know, highly on, so you know, I'm not as excited about this uh, announcement as uh, some of the other uh, new studios we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. But you know that I'm not going to say that it's impossible that something unique can come out of here, especially now that she have free reign and can make something that she actually feels passionate about and not just work on somebody else's passion. So I guess that's the silver lining. You know, it's me trying to be an optimist for once. Uh, so hopefully good things. That's the nice
0: thing about uh, the new companies that come out is usually that game or that first game or two that they're working on is usually a passion project by like the actual creators of the studio, which is usually a, a massive bonus because it usually usually means it's going to be relatively good. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I did play the Evil Within, the first one. It was it was a pretty good game. It definitely has the uh, the Resident Evil aspect aspects of it. Um, it it was good. I didn't love it, and I I can't even put my finger on what it was about it that I I didn't quite jive with. But it was a a pretty decent game, and it had some good mechanics with some of the the uh, the gear and all that kind of stuff. So, and then obviously Ghostwire Tokyo, I'm excited for, but. It's hard to say, I don't even know, I'd have to look it up how long they were working on the game for, but obviously she did her announcement, left the company three months later, so I'm I'm not too sure how involved she was in it. I suspect a fair amount if they're going to put her forward on the showcase, but we'll
1: have to see. Uh, Yeah, I'd say basically she was through the entire pre-production and probably into early development Mm -hmm. as well, so... You know, a sizable amount, like she obviously must have helped in one way or another sculpt what it would become. Yeah. Maybe that's the, you know, my own speculation of how I think it might have originally wanted to be a VR game. And maybe after she left, they scrapped that and it's why it looks like a VR game. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's almost saving grace because if that's not the case and it just looks that bad for no reason. Uh then you know we got moving on. (laughs) Moving on. on. (laughs) Bungie is hiring a creative director for a new third person action game. This one comes from VGC. The studio hasn't publicly announced what it's working on beyond Destiny 2, but it has said on multiple occasions that it plans to bring at least one new IP to market by 2025. One of those projects could be a third-person action title based on a job listing on the company's website. As creative director, you will be the tip of the spear to define the vision and features of the new third-person action game at Bungie. It reads, you will work with the project's leadership and executive team to create and iterate on a vision document, a feature list, and technical specs. You will drive the creative vision for multiple stages of the playable prototypes to prove out and iterate on the vision, on that vision, sorry, Uh, You will participate directly in the creation and iteration of playable prototypes at all stages of development. Separate Bungie job listings for a level designer and environmental artist spotted by the game post uh, may or may not be related to the studio's new third-person action project. Both positions list experience working on character-focused third-person action games, platformers, isometric, etc. under nice-to-have skills. Uh, Interesting. Uh, the level designer position also requires the successful candidate to have experience building and iterate iterating upon a multiplayer level for a PvP game. So there's a lot of different aspects to the what they're looking for here, Chris. Um, I guess the one that seems the most clear is the PvP part. Mm-hmm. Um clearly there's gonna be some level of that included. And I don't know about the platforming isometric stuff. I mean, it's just, it does say nice to have. It's not, like, completely necessary, but obviously bonus points. Um, But I think the biggest takeaway here is clearly the third-person action project. Mm. Um, You know, it's, in my I know it's interesting, like, I'm not the hugest Bungie fan at all. Uh, I just feel like every game they've released is just cookie-cutter space involved in one way or another, Uh, you know. Generic ass space suit. Uh, if it's Chiefs armor or Destiny's generic armor, it's just like okay, cool. Um, always the same. Floaty jumps, okay, great. First person shooter, okay. We've done that before. It's always the same. So here for me, not being the biggest bungee fan, this excites me. I'm like, this is what I've been asking for. I want them to try something new. They definitely know how to make a tight video game. And I just, I want to see them do that in some other aspect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, it's three years away. At least that's what their aim is. So who knows if that'll even stick to that. It'll probably be, end up being 2026 20, by the time it's, it's done. Yeah, I think you're right with the big takeaway action game. That should be exciting. Multiplayer, it's not a surprise that it would have multiplayer in some form. Yeah. So, I'm curious, I almost am tempted to go back in the past and look at the job applications for when they were creating Destiny. Would they have wanted someone who has performance in, like, platformers? Because Destiny has a lot of platformer aspects.
1: And (laughs) clearly, those people doing it did not have experience with platformers (laughs) because I am one of the first people that will raise the flags of how that never worked out in those games. Again, those... Corny floaty jumps. It's just a nightmare.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what the, the next thing that's gonna come out of Bungie's. So uh will it be exclusive to something? Who knows? Probably no, not. They've literally they've said not. They've said so.
1: multiple times, even Sony saying not. So nobody has to worry about that. Everyone will hopefully be able to get their hands on this. Um yeah, I don't know. Again, there's not much to take away from this. You know, like Chris said, we got three To four years on the clock set your (laughs) time set your
0: watch
1: (laughs) yeah uh but we you know we've heard about them talking about other projects before i know they've gotten money from other investors to start working on something else um yeah i guess the next thing and the most concerning thing is again as soon as i see pvp i think games of a service i don't know about you but like i really hope that's not the case i mean it doesn't have to be that but i just i see pvp And I just right away go to destiny has PVP and it's like, please don't be in other games of a service. But if that's the way Bungie keeps the lights on, which it currently is. Yeah. Then, I mean, you know, again, they are like the grandfather of games of a service. So any
0: companies made it work. It's them. So,
1: yes. So anyway, we can move on from that and we're going to our next news article. What was announced during Sony's latest state of
0: play? This article comes from us. We've used many sources to gather lists, but we watched it. We saw it. We know what happened. This is not in any particular order, uh, but let's start with Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origin demo is out now on PS5 and PS4 as of today. Trek to Yomi still scheduled for a Spring 2022 release. PS5's Forspoken has been delayed. Returnal Ascension DLC. TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection for PS5 and PS4. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R for PS5 and PS4. The Diofield Chronicle. Capcom's Exo Primal on PS5 and PS4. Valkyrie Elysium on PS5 and PS4 in 2022. Gigabash. A new Ghostwire Tokyo trailer and Gundam Evolution for PS5, PS4 coming out this year. So, this is the list of things that they showed during the state of play, which I want to give them at least credit for not showing more or for showing more than one game at least. I know there we get a lot of state of plays that essentially don't show much or just shows one particular game, maybe two if we're lucky, but at least we get a a collection of them. Um, so just starting at the top, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy, um, I think both of us are not interested in this one, which we're, we are Final Fantasy fans, but this is a weird one to us, it, it just doesn't hit right, I don't know, like, I, I I don't know who wanted a, like a first original one redone like that type thing, I don't know. Well,
1: and like, I, I'm also weird, because like, I traditionally don't like hard games, and even from software games like on paper I shouldn't like them whatsoever but I think it's their art style the lore uh, you know all the customization something about it, it it always it would win me over despite the difficulty um but for whatever reason I just I can't branch out of that anytime I play a souls like I just play I souls. typically don't I just want yeah I'm like well I I would just rather play Dark Souls so I've played the first demo I didn't like it at all um issues that Persisted in their previous games where it just feels like too much stuff drops. What's happening in my demo? I was literally picking up new stuff every three seconds. Like I honestly like not even halfway through the demo, I, I had so much bloat in my inventory. It was ridiculous. Um, I didn't find the combat like with Souls. It's so tight. It's so precise. You know what you need to do. I didn't find that in the demo um but beyond all the negatives like I, I don't think i'm interested in this i don't think i'm going to pick it up when it releases um what is it on the 15th um of this month by the way the only good thing i will say is this demo if you do try the new one your save will progress to the final game if you do decide to pick it up i think that's kind of neat. neat you don't get that um, too often you don't get that too often so i think that's cool so if you are interested you know, try it out then, because like I said, if you do want to continue, you'll be able to do so. Kind of neat.
0: Then we had uh, the uh, Trek to Yomi game, uh, which was scheduled for spring 2022. It looked interesting. It was like a black and white... Um, would it be Samurai? No, it's not Samurai. It is Samurai, is it samurai? for sure. Samurai 2D, I think, uh, type game, which it, it arts, yeah. art style-wise looks really amazing. It looks like almost the Ghost of Tsushima, but 2D version of it. So I'll be interested to see where that goes. It's definitely um, a, a smaller type of game for sure. But uh, it, it piqued my interest. It looks cool.
1: I mean, artistically, I agree with you. Gameplay-wise, I have no interest. I don't do 2D stuff. The other issue I had, too, is, uh, it you know, I think because... And I can't clarify this or, you know, say it's absolutely true. Um, but it just seems like they didn't want to be like compared to Ghost of Tsushima. So it seems to have more spiritual elements and it does look like you're going to be fighting like creatures and monsters and kind of folklore, uh, stuff. And that doesn't really interest me when we get to the samurai stuff. So, you know, that's another reason why I think I'm going to probably pass on this one.
0: PS5's for spoken, getting delayed. Um, okay. I mean... I think you and I are both interested in the fact that it is going to be a true PlayStation five game. Um, Yeah. I watched the new trailer or I don't know if it was like an update trailer or what it, it still looks decent. The environment looks awesome. Uh, I I'm excited for it just mostly because it's just a true PlayStation five game, to be honest at this point.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, the more I hear about this game, the more people I see that are involved with it. I have concerns. I'm still going to watch and listen and, You know, but this is definitely one of those games that I'm not pre-ordering. I'm definitely gonna wait till everyone's got their opinion piece out and I can kinda like go through it all and make sense of it. But I just thought this was a stupid move. You just delayed the game five months and then you're gonna showcase it. Like I wouldn't talk about it at all. It just seems negative to be like, Hey, aren't you excited for this game that you get to wait an additional five months? Which, mean, you know, which means they must have known they were going to push it for some
0: time for, to be able yeah. to put the new date in the video. Reality mm. is like, well, yeah, that takes two seconds. But the way the system works is like, no, it would, it would have, they would have known for a while to be able to put that in there this like quick.
1: They definitely knew for like a month, yeah. I would say.
0: Returnal Ascension DLC. I like the interest of this. Uh, adds more content, co-op gameplay. I know I briefly talked to you about it you're still turned off because of the rogue aspects of it maybe if it gets cheap I'll convince you to get it at some point but this this is interesting to me but I don't know too many people that are playing it or got it other than myself So,
1: <laughs> so I never purchased it I don't think I will because like I said I'm not into arcade shooters I'm not into rogue likes lights whatever you want to call it um but I that said, I will say that I'm a fan of Returnal aesthetically. Uh, I'm proud of what Housemark did. The people that liked it really enjoyed it. I think it has a cool story to it, uh, or at least what I can make of it just from trailers and such. It looks neat. Like it's something, if that was a movie, I would watch it day one. So uh, there's all these positives. This DLC looks great. It's free. It's huge. It adds co-op. Um, I'm just going to say right here, even though I'm not a Returnal guy, this one's the winner of the showcase for me. I think so too. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that, like, you know, it's, I think it's important that we can sometimes separate ourselves and, you know, maybe it's something for me to be saying this, but even though I, I'm not interested in this game, I still, you know, I all thumbs up on my end.
0: Then we had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga collection for PS5, PS4. I don't think there's much to say about that. Cool that they're putting it all together as a collection, I guess. That's good, <laughs> I guess. There's there's you gonna know, be fans like, get, out there for it. So,
1: when the n- nostalgia ninjas attack your wallet, yeah. that's uh, what this is, honestly.
0: <laughs> Depending on how they price it, I guess, is how well teenage do.
1: mutant nostalgia turtles teenage mutant <laughs> nostalgia turtles coming for your wallet ninja power
0: <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle Re- R or whatever you want to call it for PS5 and PS4. <laughs> we've both discussed how we're not huge mega fans of fighters. And this one just does not Well, even
1: like me being the official anime guy of this podcast. Um, I have no interest in Jojo's anything. I've, I hate the art style. I don't know anything about this story, but from the clips and memes I've seen based off of it, I'm just kind of like, okay. Um, so then I saw this and for Jojo fans, great, fantastic. It seems like it's a remake of a PS3 game. Um. Okay. the The interesting part about it, though, Chris, and why I put little stars beside it, is this: out of all of them, has the highest YouTube views. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just want. Yeah.
0: what can I say the Dowfield Chronicle? Uh, not much to say about this one. the The art style seems neat. It's like a top down combat. I think it. I don't know if it's a multiplayer. I don't think it's multiplayer, but. It's like a new type of strategy combat. Almost look tactics-like, but I don't think it's Yeah, really I was going to say, it
1: kind of feels like they're trying to give us Final Fantasy tactics, yeah. but in a different way.
0: But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, then we got one of the, I guess, the bigger announcements was Capcom's Exo Primal on PS5 and PS4. Now, I'm not a dinosaur guy, so this did not interest <laughs> me at all. Capcom did interest me. For me, this did not interest me, other than the fact that it's a Capcom on it. So I'll have to watch this one for further details. Like,
1: I don't know. For old school gamers such as myself, the first thing I thought of is like, oh, my God, is this a new Dino Crisis? No. Oh, no, I'm so excited. No, it's not. And worse, it's honestly as if they looked at Anthem and were like, we should do our own Anthem. But what would make Anthem cooler? Dinosaurs and not just dinosaurs, waves of dinosaurs. Like, it looks like, um, was it, um, what is that? Oh, D- Days Gone. It reminds me of Days Gone's horde mode, but with dinosaurs. And then they took Anthem. And I'm like, why, after all the negative stuff being said about Anthem, would you make a game that everyone I've talked to First thought when they saw those mechs are so like Anthem and I was just like that's what you want as the first impression of this game's reveal I, whatever I'm sure again it's Capcom I have more faith in them than anyone yeah. you know currently doing it right now or at least they're one of the top uh Agreed. brands and studios but I just yeah this was a this is weak sauce man this just feels like you know a generic they just drop the generic card yeah uh, and it games of a service. That's what I need. Another one of those.
0: And then we had Valkyrie Elysium, uh, which I guess is a reboot from way back in PlayStation One days. I think. Um, it looks interesting. I I, I don't know. I don't remember. I never played the originals, so I don't know what to know in regards to the story or anything like that. But yeah, uh, just a quick synopsis says it's an action RPG featuring an epic story beautiful moments, and a new fast-paced combat system that combines strategy, action, and a unique combo system that will test your ability to think and react. It's In, in theory, it sounds good. It looks good. Uh, but we, we kind of know Square Enix's track history lately, and it's not been oh, good. Yeah. So I, I hope that it'll be good. I, I, that's the most I can say for this one.
1: I have no thoughts. Like, like yourself... I have no experience with this. I don't know. And I, the, you're right, because I don't know anything about this. I just start thinking about Square and what they've released lately. And it's one of those that just has to prove it to me before I'm going to invest anything.
0: Then we had Gigabash, which is essentially just a m- mega monsters battling in a city type thing. I had no interest in this. This <laughs> is just one no those, interest. Like, I'll just continue moving on. I don't think you care.
1: Uh, we got- it, it it honestly felt like one of those fake ads you get in like a movie or a game, and you're just like, oh, that's funny, that's a fake ad, and it's like, no, this is real. Yeah. Then we had a new
0: Ghostwire Tokyo trailer, shows a little bit more stuff. I'm still enthralled with how the the monsters look. They're they got an interesting look to them, so I, I'm
1: excited for it. I know you're not. And the trailer, I don't think I, it I think the monster you. designs are cool. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent down. I agree with you. And that one aspect, I, I do think the monster designs are cool. Again, if this was a movie, I'd probably, well, and even then I, I can't say that if it was like, if the creatures were in a horror movie, I'd watch it. But this whole neon Naruto thing, I, that part is what turns me off. And that's where it's like, it's, it got, it has this conflicting art style. It's like, I, I'm half infested, half out, but whatever, it's going to come out. I'm so interested in like the reception of this game. I, I cannot wait for reviews to come out. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested in that. And then finally
0: Gundam evolution, which I don't think anybody asked for a, a first person shooter. Oh, I don't know if it's fully first person shooter. I think there's some third person aspects to it, but I don't think anybody asked for this type of Gundam game. And I know Gundam no, pretty popular six out on there. Six. It looks like Overwatch, but Gundam. Yeah, I, I don't think this well, is. Well,
1: and a- it just, I don't know. At least my perception is it looked cheap. It looked absolutely cheap. Yeah. This reminds me of those really bad Gundam games that we'd get from Bandai uh, on the PS2 that like no one even talked about. They just get released, and you'd unfortunately buy it because you had nostalgia for that like brand and show, and yeah, never turned out good. <laughs> so that was pretty much the whole show
0: um, overall. I think it had a variety of things, which is what I'd like to see. Was there a lot of hits for me? Not a heck of a lot. Returnal, like you mentioned, was probably the bigger one. For spoken, although it's dumb to talk about it. I mean, I'm, I, my excitement level didn't increase or decrease for it, so that's still there. The Capcom one, just the fact that Capcom releases something new is good, but I, the topic is not interesting. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, I was already convinced to get that, so my opinion didn't change on that. The only other one is maybe that Valkyrie Elysium game. Um, That one's maybe something that I keep my interest on or the Trek to Yomi. Those are like the two that are like were surprises for me, I think.
1: Yeah, I'll just give a quick summary. I I thought this was kind of weak sauce, but I agree with Chris. Did it have a collection of things? Not just like, you know, for one type of gamer. Yeah, you know, it speaks to more. I don't think it speaks to everyone, though. It's not like we've had other showcases where I feel like they did try to check a box yeah, and, you know, speak to every type of gamer. But- this one, I mean, like, you know, for me, for instance, like this didn't speak to me whatsoever. Um, but you know, they did try like, you know, Capcom's new game. It's like official reveal. Okay. You had that. Um, some people are going to be interested, interested in Ghostwire. Some people like Chris said, Returnal for spoken. Like, it's not like they had like only indie games or stuff like that. Um, so, Okay, I'm just going to call it middle of the road then. Yeah. Um, and and that's all you're going to say. Like, I just wish they would have set expectations again. All they said is like, oh, we're going to be like hearing from our Japanese studios. And I'm like, but that can carry so much weight, especially for old schoolers like me and you, Chris. Like, that could be Final Fantasy 16. That could be something from Atlas. Oh, my God. Are we finally going to get... Uh, persona 4 on the newer consoles or even ps4 you know or uh, a whole new announcement for persona 6 which is probably maybe from
0: atlas atlas is on their own schedule
1: (laughs) yeah but like any of those like bigger games and like when you say just japanese studios like again i don't like that made me not like understand how to set expectations Um, but overall whatever middle of the road but you know it happened it's here and hopefully you guys found something that you enjoyed in the showcase sony's colorful ps5 dual controllers include a hidden design change this one comes from tech radar the pink purple and blue controllers is what i am talking about right now as discovered in a teardown video by tronics fix hopefully i'm saying that right the new color variants contain slightly different springs for the triggers where the original DualSense controller springs had a 0.25 millimeter thickness. The springs found in the new Nova Pink Galactic Purple and Starlight Blue controllers measured as a 0.3 millimeter thick. Um, While there hasn't been any extensive testing to indicate whether players will feel the difference during a game, that little extra thickness may make the springs for the controller's adaptive triggers more durable. And that is very interesting. Because I just bought the black one, and it doesn't have these, <laughs> and I was a victim to drift. Yeah, and but it wasn't black caused one by could the trigger,
0: so it wouldn't have helped. Oh, it, it's the, going the drift through. was the sticks, the sticks, which they've been using for the last how many years? Still haven't improved. The about.
1: teardown video above also notes that the color controllers feature a very minor change to the analog oh. stick module. It may be a simple cosmetic change, though, as it looks like Sony has swapped a small black piece of plastic... On the bottom of a green piece, oh, for a green piece of plastic, sorry, that looks identical. It could also be that this change has something to do with avoiding stick drift. Something that has been plaguing other gaming hardware from Nintendo Switch to even the Steam Deck, but there's no proof of this yet. Really, Steam Deck has already been confirmed to have this? That's news to me, but I'm also not always looking for steam deck news uh otherwise the new ps5 dual sense controllers are still the same with an identical battery model number and motherboard as older models although some of the chips have been flipped around the main reason for buying these color variants will ultimately be down to personal preference then so chris kind of neat article nothing confirmed but for like this you know it's what a, what timing of this article that i just got a new controller It's not one of these three. So now I'm kind of kicking myself because that purple does look sick. I have a childhood fondness for Galvatron from the 1986 Transformers movie. Um, And ever since Galvatron, I do have a little love for purple. That purple is awesome. Yeah, I am kind of a nerd and I'm an old nerd, the worst kind. Um, And so anyway, I, yeah, I I see this and I'm like, oh, maybe I should have got that purple. But again, I like the controller to match the console because I'm crazy. Um, But yeah, hopefully this is true and hopefully it at least helps with drift. And uh, hopefully my current black controller doesn't suffer this same hell (laughs) that I have just experienced in the next or upcoming year. Yeah, I'll be
0: excited to hear the news later on down the road if these changes actually make a difference so where they say that it comes down to personal preference it might not if these actually make a difference to stick drift so um, yeah, I will be keeping an eye out for this because I already have three controllers and I think one of them is already affected by the drift so um, Mm -hmm. at some point I'll probably be picking up another one and I might jump into this uh, pool because change is usually well I won't say change is usually good but it means they're at least attempting something new. So, and this and you know the stick drift has been problems forever. So,
1: we have to collect. We have to get all these drift controllers together. Then we have to have like a multiplayer night, and everyone has to use a drift controller. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see the chaos that ensues. Yeah. So we're
0: gonna move on. A God of War TV series from the Expanse's creators is reportedly in the works. This comes from VGC. Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions are reportedly developing a live-action God of War TV series. According to Deadline, the iconic action-adventure franchise is being adapted for TV by The Expanse creators slash executive producers Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby and the Wheel of Time executive producer slash showrunner Rafe Judkins. It claims Amazon is in negotiations with Sony to secure the streaming rights for Prime Video, although neither company commented on the report when approached by the
1: publication. Chris, are you excited to see Kratos in the real flesh?
0: Maybe. I'd be, I, I kind of want to see with like the actual voice actor. <laughs> just because just I'm a fan. But uh, mm. I, yeah, I'd probably watch it. Whatever. I don't know. There's been so many misses with uh, game to movie. Uh, you know, those transitions didn't work so well in most cases. Silent Hill, maybe the only one that I could think of off the top of my head that was like a really good success, in my opinion. But yeah. yeah, they haven't done too many TV series. So I guess, yeah, I'm interested. The Expanse is pretty popular. So I think they got a good team yeah. behind the show. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only things that really concern me is like Amazon, you know, seeing what's going on with the Lord of Rings show that they're doing and all the blowback they've gotten on that. I'm a little worried because it seems like they like to take liberties to change things uh, for no reason and then not stick to source materials. So, again, concerning because I do have a love for Kratos. I, you know, I know some people are I'm not going to call anyone out, but they kind of seem like bandwagon jumpers. So everyone's on the god war train now but like you know i was on the bandwagon the first god war that came out i've always loved this series i think the only god war game i do not like is ascension and you know for obvious reasons i I just feel like it missed the mark but um you know and i i'm also of the ideal that like does everything need to be a tv show now you know again like if you're doing a TV show, I like the idea that, you know, you'll, it'll be episodic. You can take your time. You can, you know, expand on certain things. But at the same time, that's what video games do. So I still feel like, is it going to be one of those things where you just feel like you'd rather play the game or the opposite? They stray so far off the source material that you just wonder why it's being done at all and why even sure, you know, for me, it's always like those first Resident Evil movies. I'm like, you just use the name like there's no, almost no connection here.
0: Yeah, the connection gets dropped pretty much right after the second one.
1: Yeah, so, you know, that's just, there's not much. That obviously, it's just hearsay right now and whatever. But these are my concerns. But, you know, again, the names and the properties they've come from, that except for Wheel Time, I will, I have no interest in that show. And it just seems like a teen drama to me that I could not care less about. But The Expanse, I hear nothing but great things. So maybe with these people involved, it could be something good
0: i would be excited to see Tom Holland as boy.
1: <laughs> that's true. Featuring Tom Holland as boy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Eh? He responds to such things as come boy and here boy. <laughs> just, can you imagine if that's the name too? It's like coming in 2023. Boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> On Amazon Prime. Yay, boy. Uh, so going to our last article, Gotham Knights has been given a late 2022 release date. This one comes from VGC. This is even barely an article. <laughs> I summarize this as much as one could humanly possibly do. Warner Brother Games has announced an October 25th, 2022 release date for Gotham Knights. So congratulations, Warner Brothers. You've confirmed one game for this year. Where the hell is my Harry Potter release date? <laughs> Uh, I will find you. You can hide. You can do whatever you want. I want you to talk about that game. Gotham Knights seems cool, but I am concerned about the whole multiplayer thing and the more R- RPG aspect of like service. having a health service.
0: pool. Live service, Life yeah, service. it does
1: feel like a live service, and I'm a little concerned about that. Again, like the boss seem kind of spongy because they have to like, you know what do you call that? You have to like balance out the, the fact that it has co-op, right? Two people. Now it's not going to be, you know, your traditional Batman game, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if you decide to play single player, it works totally different and maybe it's more enjoyable, but I'm still not sold on this game. I don't know about your own thoughts though, Chris, I get most of the
0: Batman games, So it's probably, I'm probably going to end up getting it. Um, Mm. have I even looked into it or, you know, gotten excited from it? No, I, it's, Just not on my radar right now. So, but I'll probably end up getting it just for the sake of it.
1: Okay. So that is all your news. So it's time for review roundup. Chris was kind enough to get these for us. So let us go through them. Assassin's Creed Valhalla: Dawn of Ragnarok sitting at a critic score of seventy four on Metacritic. Eleven positive, ten mixed. Not horrible. Not uh, the best.
0: I'm kind of like wondering, like, did the critics have time to get through it? or even get to it because of how much content's in the game, but don't bump.
1: You'll never find bloat in an Ubisoft game. Uh, submerged hidden depths sitting at a critic score of 71 on Metacritic, two positive, four mixed, zero negative. Uh, there you go. And lastly, somewhat of a positive story. WWE 2K22 critical score, 76, 13 positive, eight mixed, zero negative user sitting at a 7.8 with 72 ratings. Uh, And the reason I say this is a positive, you know, it's not the highest score. I mean, it's the highest score this week, um, but it's just with how poorly the last one was received with the delays. It sounds like this is making steps in the right direction again. So, yeah. So, you know, good news for WWE fans, especially specifically the WWE gamers. Um, So anyway, that's it for review roundup. We're going to move quickly to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get to everything that happened this week. So we give you the article headlines where you can find those articles, and then you can go edumacate yourselves. Dead Space Remake, EA shows new look at gameplay, teases early 2023 release. Uh, That one comes from Game Informer, and yeah, sadly, uh, they were anticipating a a late 2022. It looks like it's got moved down, but that's fine. We're having a good 2022. Um, It's okay if we lose one game. Elden Ring was best-selling game of February, second-best launch month sales of any game in the past 12 months in the U.S. This one comes from Game Informer. Freaking congratulations, to Elden Ring! Um, and even just in PlayStation news, it beat Horizon just on PlayStation alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is doing fantastical. It's just even from software, it must just be like astonished, but. I mean, hype is real clearly. (laughs) I'm still going to be interested in how the trophies land when it's all, when the dust is settled. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, take it away, Chris. A major
0: Dying Light 2 update is now available for consoles as well as PC. This one comes from VGC. I forgot I was playing that. I should go back to that. (laughs) Square Enix opens massive YouTube music channel for Final Fantasy, Nier, and much more. This one comes from Push Square. Ooh, that near soundtrack, Chris. I got to get some. I remember you saying you loved it. Latest PS5 firmware update is available to download now.
1: This one comes from Push Square. Uh, So we failed to do basic math last week, and it turns out we've already hit our two-year anniversary as of last week. Uh, So we're just going to shout ourselves out this week, and, you know, the whole congratulations to us and to you guys. You know, we really appreciate that you guys, you know, some of you have been here the whole time. Some of you are new, you know, our numbers definitely jumped since we kind of did our soft relaunch and the new beautiful logos out there. Uh, so we see all you new listeners as well. You know, February ended up being our best month of all time, even beat our E3 month, which is usually always our highest uh, the last two years running. So we're really appreciative of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, to to another two years, basically. So. Until then, though, it's time to say goodbye. And uh, so I will do just that. Goodbye. Bye, guys.